What's good, fam? It's your man, Norm, here. Are you following us on social media yet? If not, you may find us on all of the major social platforms such as Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even LinkedIn. Find us at New Numa. That's P-N-E-U-P-N-E-U-M-A. From there, you may find myself and Justin and follow our personal accounts also. As you know, feedback helps everyone grow and we need your feedback. If you want to join our team, have suggestions on how we may improve, if you want to be interviewed by us, or if you have someone you would like for us to interview, please email us at new.numa.podcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, if you would like to see our podcast grow to that next level, you may also give financially to the cause whenever you feel like it by going to our anchor.fm page, clicking on the button that says support this podcast. We will greatly appreciate you sowing into the vision to help us spread the good news about the truth of God's kingdom worldwide. Thanks for your support and keep it locked right here. don't necessarily have the same uh, culture as people in Nigeria or or, or or Legos or you know whatever that so it's like yeah. or wherever you are from so like even that word African doesn't mean a lot yeah because that's not a country that's right a that's continent. a continent <laughs> with a bunch of different you know and then yeah. American what does that mean that you were born here so what you know where were your you know what culture you bring so it's like even things like that have to be addressed. Yeah. And it's like, it's just a crazy, I mean, I'm just, in, in the scripture just coming to me, you know, you know, in Christ there is no such thing as Jew or Gentile, slave or free or male or female or, or this or that. We can take it further, or black or white or African American or Caucasian. Yeah. But we are identified as Christ. Yeah. You know, and, you know, so we definitely have a, lot before us but i think that i'm not i'm not i'm not sounding hopeless i'm actually if anything i'm sounding hopeful because i believe the possibilities are so great that whatever lies in front of us is going to be incredible yeah because it's still to be discovered and it's still to be i think unpacked and um i think and honestly here's the one last thing i've been thinking is that you know people said you know oh 2020 the year of vision and then all this stuff happened. They were saying, uh, "Well, well, no, no, it's not the vision." But I honestly think, yeah, this has been the vision yeah. because uh-huh. we've got to see so many things yes. be exposed. We've gotten yes. clarity on corruption in the highest level—not just racism, but sex trafficking, mm-hmm. um, scandals, government scandals, um, all of this stuff being exposed, being 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 revealed. And now, more than ever, we are we are getting to see that. Every human being on every level, from every ethnicity, from every background, we need redemption. Yes. The heart of humankind needs a transformation. And Jesus Christ is, is, is standing there offering himself, saying, you know what? Come unto me, you know, because I am I am I am the way. And so, you know, if y'all are hearing us out there and you and you've listened this much, you know, first of all, just thank you. <laughs> But second of all, take the heart what we're saying like that. We really believe that the Lord Yeshua, Jesus, 
it's offering a new kind of humanity to everyone, you know, no matter where you're from, you know, what you've been through, he's offering you salvation, he's offering you identity, he's offering you, offering you family, he's offering you community, and, um, <laughs> I, well, it's, just, it's just so big, because it's even, it's like, even that statement is loaded, you know, because then yeah. you think about Lord, he was a Jew, but then, yes. you know, but, but then again, he's not limited by that. Oh, we know that, but right. that is important, though. Yeah, absolutely. I brought this up to Bill and Tracy, and when I said it, Bill and Tracy were in agreement, and the way that they said it was, how could you believe that Jesus was a white guy? That's exactly how Tracy said it. Yeah. And I was like, Tracy, I feel the same way. I don't know where in the world people got this from. We clearly know Jesus came from Israel. Israel's in the Middle East. When have you ever seen a white person from the Middle East? Now, I, let me just pause right there real quick, Norman, because I think we need to have a podcast about this, and we need to do some research on this, because are the Jewish people who are now predominantly in that country, are they the indigenous people? I've started thinking I don't, about this. I don't think they are, and, okay. and I will. we definitely need to talk about that, because... Yeah. There's a conversation that's been brewing through different mediums and stuff like that that I've been hearing. And um, it is a subject that it definitely needs to be researched out to really know what to say about it without it being a thing where people push back and you don't have anything to stand on. Because this right. is a very, very touchy, it can be very, very touchy. And, uh, and I was actually, that's what I was hinting towards earlier. Oh, you probably, you didn't catch that when I said about the people at the top oh, of the yeah, media. Yeah. 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 Okay. So some of them are saying that they are, but then right. they are saying that they're white and you know what I mean? So I'm like, mm, those don't go together. So which one are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. And then when you think about this, let me just throw this out there. The scriptures say that the father... Of the Jewish nation was from Mesopotamia. It's very interesting. Stephen, when he stands up in Acts chapter, uh, I think it's chapter six or seven, he says, "You know, um, Yahweh called out Father Abraham out of the land of Mesopotamia." Mm. It's interesting. It's obvious. Yes, it's, it's just a lot of it's a lot of stuff that history is showing, but media, artwork, statues, it shows something different. Why? Why would the statues be different from what the Bible is saying? Why would the media be showing something? I'm so tired. I'm just going to say it, put it out there right now. I'm tired of the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, so-called Jesus. Yeah. I said something to this guy on Facebook one day. He had a picture that supposedly is Jesus. I knew what it's supposed to be, but I know that that's not what Jesus looked like. Whether I saw him with my physical eyes or not, I know he didn't look like that. So it wasn't a question. So I'm up here like, I said, hey, man, I'm just curious. Like, who, who's that guy in that photo that you got there? He was like, no, I said, because I know it's not Jesus. So who, who is it? He was like, well, why isn't it Jesus? <laughs> and I was like, do I really have to go there with you? Really? Do I really have to go there with you? Okay, let's go. And so then he started saying something else, and I said something else. And the bottom line is, 
for all of you who apparently missed the fact that Jesus was from the Middle East, he was not blonde hair, blue eyes. <laughs> Bottom line, case closed. Go do your own research. If I need to even tell you to research, then I don't know what to say because you apparently have not looked at all the people from the Middle East that come over to this country in America. They have never been blue-eyed, blonde hair. Never. So I don't know where in the world people get this false error, doctrine, whatever they got from. Except, like I said, from statues that were done, from artwork that was done, which is basically the old old school media because they didn't have movies. Right. Right? They didn't have photos that they could take with a camera. So a picture that was painted was their photo with a camera. The statue was their photo with a, a camera at that time. That was what they did. Statues and pictures. So my point is this. And you can do your history research on this. Michelangelo originally painted the Sistine Chapel with dark figures of people. But then he was told by somebody to go over and redo it and make them all European. That was what they did. But then you'll find little remnants of stuff throughout Europe and you'll see the Black Madonna, as it's called, which is the depiction of Mary and Jesus. And it's black, as dark as it can be. So if it was supposed to be a Caucasian person, they would have made it out of some white stone, I'm sure. So why is it a black and I'm only saying that as to say, back then especially, they they somewhat went to the extremes with certain things so that you did not doubt or did not have a question in your mind what was being depicted. In other words, they weren't going to draw a light-skinned person like me or you. They wouldn't want that because that might make somebody think, well, was he white or was he, I don't know. I mean, I think he was white. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I'm saying? If we take certain pictures, I have pictures now. If you, if you see certain pictures of me, I look like I'm white almost. I know that if I took certain pictures of you, you would look white. You see what I'm saying? Especially if it was in black and white. Oh my goodness. That right. would really make you look like you bright. You know what I'm saying? But my point is that back when they didn't draw a cocoa person, they drew a darker person so you knew this was not a white person. They were of another place. Yeah. Now, in Egypt, ironically, they had in the hieroglyphics where they had the different hues, but it would be a light skin versus the darker skin or whatever. But they had the different hues because that's what existed. You had different hues of people. Right. But the point I'm making is that um, there's so many things if, if people were to do research... If you were to go to certain types of churches in Europe, you'll find the dark figures in the churches. They will show you depictions to say they were not white. Those people that were in the Bible, they were not white. You hear the words Ethiopia in the Bible, Egypt. You hear about Ur of Chaldees. You hear about uh, Arabia. You hear all these places. What is white about any of those places? So how in the world can you actually like almost negate the fact that anybody else exists other than white people? That's what's so crazy. But you know what? This should show people, if you're listening this far, this should show you 
how programmed people have been to believe certain things because they saw a picture in a Bible that showed only white people. Every freaking picture that I've ever seen in a Bible until the last few years when people started coming out with Bibles with dark figures in them, every single one of them showed a white person. And they actually made that, made you think that everybody in the Bible is white because you saw a photo, a picture, a drawing that was white. I need you to face the reality of why you think the way you think. You need to understand the reason why you keep thinking the way you think about Caucasians or whatever is because every image that's put in front of you is Caucasian. That is why. You see it in the movies. You see it on TV. You see it in pictures. You see it in, in businesses. Every place you go, it's on billboards. It's all over. That's why you think that. And if you don't come to that realization, you don't come to that that place where you say, you know what, wow, I need to wake up from this dream. I need to wake up from this false reality. I need to wake up from the narrative that's been pushed in my face since I was born. That's all people like myself and Justin and other people that are standing up about this time and what's going on. That's all we're trying to say. We're just trying to say, wake up, smell the coffee, yeah. see the real truth, see the reality. Stop believing the lies. It's a lie that's been put on your, your wall of a blue-eyed, blonde-haired man. That is not Jesus. Yeah. And and I, I hate to cut in, bro, but I, I need to add to that because it's just kind of striking me now that... <laughs> this is right. And this, this, this is a little deep for some people, but... I mean, because we know, we know how... Uh, uh, and I, I swear, I'm going to tie this in. I'm tie this. Yeah. We know how important AD 70 was to the Shark of Jerusalem as far as biblical yeah. prophecy and the book of Revelation. But it's interesting that God calls Jerusalem the mother of whores, mm -hmm. the mother of harlots who was riding the beast, which was Jerusalem, apostate Israel. He calls her the mother of all harlots, which is interesting because this is the people who had covenant relationship with him. Um... Up until that point, God was not interacting with all nations this way he was interacting with Israel until Jesus Christ showed up, you know, and boom, all nations, all tribes, all tongues, right? But it's just interesting because it just makes me think that we as the church have been, I hate to say it, not God's church, but many people masquerading as Christians and even some well-meaning believers have been the mother of a lot of whoredoms because think about this the most sacred text on the face of the planet God's holy word has been infiltrated with imagery which has been the backbone of a lot of error mm -hmm. deception lies it's just very very interesting and I'm honestly calling like believers if you're a man or woman of God especially if you're a leader in the faith but if you are any type of Christian, I honestly think it's our responsibility to right this wrong that we have honestly been the, the propagators of for, for centuries. Yes. Because if, the, if these depictions are in our Bibles, our Bibles, not some other crazy Bible somewhere, but our Bibles, yeah. 
And this is this is a text that we're giving to generations of men, women, boys, girls to say, hey, this is how you follow God. Uh-huh. But then we're putting these images in their mind. We are actually guilty. The church is actually more accountable for the error that uh-huh. is being infiltrated in the world. And so, I mean, I that's just striking me right now. And I hope that strikes your heart if you're out there, if you're any type of leader in the faith. That it's our responsibility to speak out on these things and to really say, hey, I know this is what you've seen, but this stuff is error. It's not right. And it's it's not an accurate portrayal. And I'm just thinking it's just it's just so powerful. Even what you were saying, like it's so it's so interesting how powerful imagery can be, because I know men and women of God very well, meaning definitely born again, at least as far as I can tell, you know, that say they had a vision or a dream of Jesus yes, I know. and the image he is what like, they've seen. Exactly. But I honestly believe it's the mercy of God because they've been so programmed. Yeah. Not to say that what was in the vision was an error, but that depiction itself. Yes. You know, it's just interesting that God will even speak to us through our filters. But yeah, I think wow. it's time for us to say, you know what? I need to... I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I, 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 yo, I exactly know where you're coming from. I'm not going to name him. However, there is a man who passed away who wrote a book about, he, he spoke about a vision that he had of Jesus. And he was telling us he was blonde hair, blue eyes in his vision. And so because I know that Jesus didn't look like that. I almost wanted to call him false. But based on like what you were saying just now about the filter. And I think that in some ways you could say it's kind of like um, if I'm a Spanish speaking person, to me, Jesus is going to speak Spanish. Yeah. Is that false? No, that, that's how he had to communicate with me because I speak Spanish. So when he speaks to me, it's going to be Spanish. If he speaks to you, it's English. He speaks to that guy, it's Nigerian, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So the point is, is that in that sense, God does present himself to us in the way that we can receive him, so to speak. It's almost as if until he really, really opens up the eyes of an individual to certain things, they can't receive him outside of what they think he is or yeah. who they think he is. Now, this is another thing that I thought about while you were talking. If the KKK only knew <laughs> that all their white images of Jesus in their Bibles that they had pictures in and all that stuff was false and that Jesus was looking like you or me, possibly, and that he had the typical what we call Middle Eastern look. I mean, really, they keep on talking about white stuff and they talk about they're Christians, which obviously by their fruit, they're not Christians. But what I'm saying is they claim that they are Christians. They supposedly teach the Bible and all this stuff. But if these people were not deceived, to think that they were serving a white God. <laughs> that right there, I mean, I tell you, man, that right there is so 
interesting in itself yeah. to know that these people are thinking that they serve a white God and yet Jesus was from the Middle East. <laughs> That's so funny to me. That's so mind-blowing right there. And I'm just like, I'm sure, I don't know if that would make them stop being KKK people or they'd be like, well, well, we're not Christians anymore then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, that's the silliness of these people, the way they think. Yeah. People are so stuck on the white image of Jesus that if you tell them anything other than that, they want to fight you over it. Yeah. Literally, physically want to fight you. They're mad. They're angry. They're holding on to that image. No, this is what Jesus looked like. No. It's that serious to people. And, and that also shows why it's so important for the people that call themselves Christians to study the Bible for themselves, right. to know it for themselves. Most of what happened in the Bible happened in the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just put it out there. Most of it happened in the Middle East. It wasn't until you get to the New Testament that they go other places. Yeah. Now we're talking about Italy. Italy exists now. Corinth exists. Other places exist now according to what the Bible is presenting. Right. But even in even in that, it's still limited in how far it goes into European places and stuff like that. My point is that if a person paid attention to what they're reading, really paid attention to it, they didn't just look at it as some good story to tell but they really saw the details of it. That should open up their eyes like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold up. All this happened in the Middle East and some of it was in Africa. Wow. That should make me think about everything differently now. <laughs> because now you can't put a white face to it. Because now you can't put a white face to it. So the thing about it is, you know, um, when you look at when you look at what's happening around the world now, people becoming more awake to truth, not just truth, but facts, historical facts. It is causing people to now search deeper. Like they said on the news that. The book White Fragility and certain other books that are written about racial racial things and stuff like that, they've been selling out. They're not even available on Amazon right now because they wow. sold out. Boom. Like overnight, people just started buying it up. Now, I guarantee you it's mostly Caucasians doing it, which is good. They need to do that. See, I hate to say it this way, but mostly only Caucasians and people who have not really experienced oppression needed their eyes to be open to this. Yeah. Y'all the only ones that needed to read a book about it. I experienced it myself. I didn't need to read a book. I experienced it. <laughs> However, there is some good stuff in that for every group of people. But the point is, is that these kind of things are showing that people are actually having their eyes open and they want their eyes open. They want to learn. They want to know. They want to see what is it that they've been missing for all this time? Yeah. What is it that they don't understand? You see, it's a good thing. 
thank you for the lady that wrote the White Fragility book and all those other books that were written out there by some other people. Thank you for writing those books because, you know, people like them, they probably were like, nobody really wants to hear what I'm talking about. Now, all of a sudden, this climate comes up and so many people want to know now. You know what I'm saying? It forced them to want to know. And um, so here we are. We're in a climate where facts are being brought forth. And probably like a part of that is the church. I want to address the church a little bit more from what you were talking about. In the church, okay, so this kind of goes back to what we brought up earlier when we were talking about Jesus, or not Jesus necessarily, but we were talking about uh, the imagery, right? So imagery that's been portrayed. I can go back in my childhood when I was eight years old. I was going to a predominantly white church. When they started bringing out the biblical figures and they had the pictures of them and everything, they were all white. Every one of them was white. Yeah. It wasn't not one person that had skin color like mine or yours. Nowhere. It was all white. So as a kid, not knowing the Bible in a deep way, I accepted those images as being true. Now think about this. If every kid on the planet was told the people from Ethiopia were these white people right here. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what they would believe, literally. And if you didn't show them otherwise, they would still believe that until one day somebody says, no, that's not true. And then they'd be fighting you on that. Yes, they are. Yes, they were. You know, that's because of programming. Programming happens through everything that is giving you an image or something to hear. There's programming that goes with that. Yeah. When it's not from God, it's programming. And, and here's the thing. With that understanding, people should look at this and say, okay, we have to accept the hard facts. The hard facts for some Caucasians, a lot of Caucasians, they're going to have to come to grips with the fact that Jesus wasn't white. They need to come to that point. That's going to break a lot of racial crap. Right. You're serving a man that wasn't white. I don't care if we call him a spirit form or whatever. The Bible says the blood, I mean, the, the flesh and bone Jesus is sitting on the throne in flesh and bone. He is in that form, sitting on the throne. And he still looks like he looked on earth. He's a Jew, period. My color and my all whatever about me is not going to change because I, I died. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to look like that. You're still going to be able to know that I was this when I leave this body. And all I'm saying is this, you know, because a lot of people, they love to throw that thing out. We know him not by the flesh. <laughs> oh, okay. So why don't we change all the images so we won't know him by right. the flesh, okay? <laughs> I've never I've never seen an image of Jesus with white hair and eyes of fire. Exactly. Exactly. If you want to be not by the flesh. Exactly, right? It's crazy. And 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 even when we look at that image, the hair was white. Now this is the part where I don't know if they when they say like 
Are they saying the color was like that or the texture was like that? When it said light wool. I think it's just the color. I think it's the color. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the color. But don't get the a color of his feet. I know, but I'm just saying. But then his feet were burnished bronze. Burnt. That's bronze. That's nowhere near white. So all I'm saying is if we look at even that, it's like, okay, come on. that That's not white. So let's just get off of that. Let's stop talking about him being a white man with blue eyes. One of the things I appreciated, I don't know if you remember, remember that Bible series that came out on TV? Which one? Oh, it just called The Bible? The Bible. Yeah, yeah. That one that was done by the same guy that does Survivor. I forget his name, but anyway, I, I think it's Mark true. Burnett or something like that. But he did, he did that Bible series. And they did something in there that was very unique, and I liked it. They used different ethnicities to play the various Bible characters. Mm. Samson was an African-looking dude in their series. I love that they did that. He had the long dreadlocks, and he was an African-looking dude. That was Samson. They had a one guy that was supposed to be an angel that looked Asian that was fighting on behalf of, you know, whatever. It, it was so cool, man, what they did. They were trying to break stereotypes on that one. And when it came to Jesus, they didn't have a blonde-haired, blue-eyed man. They had a man that had brown hair. He had dark eyes. You know what I'm saying? He looked like somebody that could possibly be of Middle Eastern descent, possibly. But the point I'm making is that they did not stick with the stereotypes. Another thing that makes me very angry, when you look at something like, I didn't see the movie, but I saw the previews. Gods of Egypt. Oh, my God. And it's all, all white people That's in Egypt. Joe. Come on, man. Are you serious? Why in the world would you come out with a movie like that? See, and I'm going to tell you why they would do something like that. Because they still have the arrogance to think somebody's stupid enough to believe that crap. And they're going to be programmed by that nonsense. That's why they would keep on coming out with that. Just like they did with Charlton Heston back when he was supposed to be playing Moses, leading the children of Israel to Egypt. And they're all white people. <laughs> See, they think they're going to continue to continue that kind of thing. And people had enough. They're like, nah, that's going nowhere. I hope it flopped, that movie. I hope it didn't get no sales because it was a joke. It really was a slap in the face of people of African descent from Egypt. It was a slap in their face. Not one person in Egypt looks like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that Hollywood has done. And they do it like, what are you going to do about it? We got the money. We got the power. We got the influence. We got the promotion. We got the marketing. You can't stop it. We're going to still show them as all white, no matter what you yeah. think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how they, it's like how, that's how they were handling us, handling the public. Yeah. Like, y'all stupid enough to actually believe it if we put it out there. I guarantee you that's how they were thinking. Y'all so dumb. Everybody else is an idiot that doesn't do what we do. When we show you what we, we want you to think, you think it because y'all sheep. Y'all don't know how to think for yourselves. I hope this is making people angry when you hear this. You need to be angry that Hollywood thinks you're that stupid that you believe it. Be angry about that. If you want to be angry about something, be angry about that. They are so arrogant, so prideful, 
so thinking that they could put anything in your face that you're going to do whatever they tell you to do, that you believe whatever they tell you to believe, whatever they show you, you're going to accept it. That's what they think of you. That's Hollywood. And that's part of the reason why we had to have a podcast like this. We had to have a podcast like this because it's stuff like this that has to be brought out, man. You know, this is years and years and years and decades and decades and centuries of stuff that's been happening. And we're finally in a, 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 a an era where we can talk about it like we need to talk about it and get it out there. This is the time. You know how they say strike while the iron is hot? This is the time. There's no other time to do it but now. This is the time to do it. It's the right season. Time for people to have their ears open, their hearts open to receive and to hear. This is the moment. So if you've been listening this far to this podcast, my prayer and Justice's prayer is that you've really been enlightened into the place where you really want to do research on your own and that you are realizing how you've been duped. We all have been duped, okay? It, it, it's, it's all around the, it's around the globe. It's across the board. We all have been duped, tricked, bamboozled, hoodwinked, you know, all those kind of things. And we have to realize that these things were done intentionally that they continue to do certain things intentionally. So, you know, um, people who are listening to this right now, I mean, if you think about it, um, in America, why is it that we've only had mostly Caucasian presidents and one dude that was half Caucasian? Okay, why haven't we had an Asian whether it be Chinese, Korean, Japanese, whatever. Why have we had that? Why have we had a Hispanic person as president? Why is it that this country that's supposedly welcoming of all, why is it just now getting to a place where even allow one partial minority person to be in the presidency? It's ridiculous. 2008 was... Um, 100 and about 140 years, 140 plus years after supposed emancipation occurred in this country. Think about that. 140 years. That tells you a lot right there. <laughs> tells you a whole lot. So, you know, um, we're at a very, very pivotal moment in history, uh, whether it be in America or other countries around the world. It's time for the change. People are crying out. There is a cry from all nations now. Finally, it's a cry from all nations, not just one, but all nations are crying out, all tongues, all peoples. So it's time for the change to occur and it's time for people to be educated, man. You know, uh, for those that have never heard of this, and a lot of you probably have not, there's a book called They Came Before Columbus. 
that is very interesting. I have not read the whole book, but I will tell you that when you start reading that book, you're going to have your eyes open. Christopher Columbus did not discover America. Christopher Columbus came in. He, he was uh, running across a, a, a land that was already uh, filled. It had people here already. He just happened to discover for himself. He found it. They already were there. So he, he didn't discover it. And all of a sudden, everybody else, found, everybody else in the world found out about it. This is something that was already here, inhabited by people. And they came over here and they took it from those people that were already here. <clears throat> the story of America, the beginnings of what we call the United States of America, there's nothing pretty about it. There's nothing nice about it. Um, the idea of what the United States of America is supposed to be is the thing that we are fighting for. And that also includes changing how things are uh, done in America, um, who's in control, who's, who's uh, given leadership, who's, who's in leadership positions, stuff like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, those are the kind of things, among many other things, that need to be looked at. We're talking about changing systems. We're ultimately talking about changing people's minds and prayerfully their hearts. Because really, all of these issues come out of a heart issue. That's really, really where it results from. That's where it, it, it comes from directly. It comes from the heart. And um, But our goal and our will and, and the heart is for the Lord to have his heart um, expressed, which is unity, unification, oneness, um, equality, justice for everybody, those kinds of things. Like our, like the, the American uh, legal documents and, and songs say, justice for all, you know, and in, in, uh, indivisible with liberty. with liberty and justice for all. That is what we said in our Pledge of Allegiance. And um, that's what we need to see happen in America. So, um, and everywhere else, of course. So with that being said, thank you for listening to the podcast again today. We appreciate you. Um, if you are an Apple, iTunes user, whatever, please go. Give us a five-star rating and a great comment about what you've been learning and gaining from the podcast. And <clears throat> it helps us to gain more exposure and things of that nature. So thank you again. You've been listening to the new NUMA Godcast. We appreciate you. Peace. Wow.